Hello, and welcome to today's podcast. My name is Conan Esla, and I'm here today with Tadeo Gasparetto. Hello, everyone. And Carlos Gomez. Hola, hola, hola. Tadeo, could you tell us what today's podcast is about? Absolutely. Well, today is a really, really nice paper. It has been published this year, 2022, in the European Economic Review. So the title of the paper is Racial Bias in Newspaper Ratings of Professional Football Players. And it has been developed by two researchers, Francesco Principe and Jan van Hulf. I don't know how to pronounce it correctly, but yeah, they are from University of Padova, Erasmus School of Economics, so, and from the Department of Economics in Australia as well, Melbourne. So I mean, two great researchers with a very nice paper. You were the one who chose this paper, if I remember correctly. And in the beginning, I was mm, I didn't really know if I wanted to get into this paper, but I have to hand it to the authors. When I read the introduction, I was really completely into it. So what the authors do is they make the case of discrimination in Italy, and they show that two players in Italy, they were, um, let's say, mentioned in the Italian newspaper for a derby, and there were racist remarks within this newspaper. And for me, when I read this, I thought, is this really the case? So that is it really possible that you find this kind of discrimination in the year 2019? Because only a few days before that, I saw documentation about the first German black national player. His name is Erwin Kostede, and he had to suffer from those racist remarks. But that was back in 1980. That doesn't make it any better. But if you look at this and then you still find the same thing 40 years ago, yeah, I was a bit, let's say, disappointed. But at least the authors make a super strong case for why their research is important. So what are the authors doing? It is really straightforward. In Italian newspapers, journalists evaluate the performance of players and then they include a picture in the appendix. So what they do in the Italian newspapers, you see a picture of the player. And next to it is the grade for the player. And the researchers, they ask themselves, hmm, maybe it's the case that some journalists prefer to give worse grades because of your skin color. And this is what they're doing. But Tadeo, maybe you can tell us a little bit more about the method. Okay, sure. Well, the data is very impressive. I mean, you already start commenting about that, and it's very nice. They investigated the three most popular newspapers in Italy. And as you say, they took the ratings that the journalists gave to players. So start, this is a kind of subjective analysis. So they are not based fully in performance. So the journalists can decide where they give five or instead of six or seven, for example. And then this was a very great way of trying to undercover kind of discrimination. So they take this three newspapers, several journalists, and giving grades from zero to 10. So the idea, as you mentioned, is about see whether black players were given less or higher grades than white counterparts. So, I mean, this was the general idea. This is a fun setting. We have many of these newspapers ratings in a lot of countries in Europe. In Spain, it's a huge deal. A lot of people go and look. Sometimes you don't only have the gradings, but you also have like some, I don't know, some uh, funny headlines, like, for example, the crack of the night or water night or this guy couldn't run at all. So it's something very common among many countries. So that also that is also 
nice for the implications of the paper outside Italy. No, sure. And I mean, returning to the date is like, was very impressive. It took nine seasons in a row from 2009 to 2017, 18. It is about 410 players and considering player seasons about 160, 180 observe a thousand eight hundred observations let's say it's a pretty long data set to talk about football players and very complex so in the sense that the rating was the dependent variable but they also analyzed the age of the player the position of the player international caps performance and even salaries so they had a very nice data set for respecting these points from the econometric point of view i'm not going to enter very much. They run OLS models, then unconditional quantile regression in order to see whether the, the discrimination were the same over all kinds of players, all category of players. And then Ohaka Blinder to understand why this potential discrimination would exist. So really, was really, really nice. So can you tell us about the results? Because I mean, the results are pretty interesting too. Yeah, and actually the results is a big section. There are many interesting results that we could stop and talk about for a little bit. I will just mention the main ones and at the end we can discuss a little bit the implications. First, the authors do not only look at the ratings in the newspapers, but as Tadeo explained, they also look at the wages that the professional clubs give to these players. And at this level, they don't find any significant difference. So Easy said, clubs do not discriminate against black players. These discriminations, now they saw that is present in the ratings of the newspapers of the journalists, but it's not at the club level. So that is something, an important first uh, result. And then if we go to these results of the gradients, of the ratings, of the players' performance, what the authors actually find is that if you're a black player in Italy, um, your rate is going to be significantly lower than another player that is not black and that have the same performance. The specific difference the authors have here in, in table three is 0.085 points lower for the black players. So the difference is substantial. But what I like a lot about this set of results is that they divide the results across different type of players. And they do this by applying the quintile regressions. And what they actually find is that the differences are significant, specifically at the lower end of the distribution. So it is, let's say, the less skilled players or the, the ones that will suffer more from this type of discrimination. And that has some very nice and important implications for research. When they talk about the Osaka blind decomposition, they do this to see if the discrimination can be explained by a set of different factors. But what they actually find is that it is the unexplained part of the decomposition, the part that is significant. And what that means is that there is discrimination. This is the part of the analysis that research usually applies to the discrimination. So when the difference cannot be explained by any specific factor, we usually say that this is discrimination. And this is what the alpha So, Apart from the negative discrimination, there is also some apparently positive discrimination in one of the newspapers in Korea. And this is at the other end of the distribution where the players are very good. They are positively discriminated in this specific newspaper. Carlos and Tadeo, I found it super interesting how the 
authors split up their results. And you mentioned this before, Carlos, but you know, we have all worked on discrimination in sports. And for me, it was super interesting to see that someone came up with a new idea to understand a little bit more what was going on, right? Because here you see that, okay, it's a lot of the, let's say, weaker players that are suffering. But if you already have, let's say, international standing, then it seems like the journalists, they are, let's say, unsure whether or not they should discriminate against you. So I really have to give the authors credit for thinking about this method to look at discrimination. I think that was a super interesting way to distinguish here. I couldn't agree more. And one thing that I also really like when we talk about discrimination, we usually are thinking about black players. It's not that easy to classify this type of players and to do so. And they do a very nice and consistent way of selecting these black players. And what they do, they have four research assistants and they look at pictures. This is something that is typical. So when we want to see if a player within the sports setting is black or white, we look at pictures and then we decide. But what they do, they have these four different set of inputs from the research assistant, and then they qualify this picture from zero to four. And if one of the research assistants qualify one of the players as black, then this is the bottom line or the standard that they use to say if a player is black or is not black. And I find this really good because then if you want to replicate this type of analysis, it's easy for you as a researcher, go and do it in a different setting. Well, there is one nice thing that they found as well. It's not the general idea of the papers that they found out that Italians on average got higher grades from the newspapers as well. So it offers a possibility to research further about these topics, whether in different countries happen the same, but other ideas, for example, we can inspect about religion, about different minorities, and also difference in gender. So let's say controlling for the performance in male sport and female sport. What about the grades that journalists give in the newspapers? So there's a lot of nice ideas that can come from their research that can be done further. And Tadeo, do you have this kind of, let's say, evaluation in Brazilian newspapers as well? Yeah, absolutely. It's more or less the same. It's like totally subjective according to the desire of the journalist, not based in any statistics, and it can be done here too. And this set of results that I was mentioning and the implications, the authors do a good job at trying to explain the reader how this is important or why this matters because ratings in newspapers apparently is nothing very harmful. But the authors explain that actually it can increase racism against these players because some would use these ratings to see this player is not good at all, you see, and this can actually increase the stereotypes that we face in sports. And also it can create, the, the authors say, distortions in markets with monetary prices. So the value of the players could change depending on, on these ratings. This is something that the authors thought about and that I find very interesting to close the paper. That's great. Cornel, Tadeo, thank you very much. This is everything for today's podcast. Thank you for listening to the weekly piece of sports. Stay tuned.